Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Welcome to Trust the Process, a podcast from the Martin Trust Center for MIT Entrepreneurship. My name is Chris Burns, and I'm the host around here. Today's guests are Bill Allett, Managing Director of the Trust Center. My name is Bill Allett. I'm the Ethernet Inventors Professor of the Practice. And Ryan Lee, the Executive Vice President at Pink Fong and the creator of the world-famous Baby Shark video. I'm Ryan Lee. Ryan attended a boot camp with Bill in 2010 focused on disciplined entrepreneurship. He credits many of the lessons learned in that boot camp for helping him figure out how to scale his business internationally. So first of all, it's our great honor to host Ryan Lee here at the Trust Center. Um, Ryan, it's great to have you. What a success story you've been. But before we jump into to that, I just want you to kind of give a little background on who is Ryan Lee, you know, where were you born, where did you go to school, what, were you, what did you do when you grow up, and, you know, who is, you know, who is Ryan Lee? Can you, can you give us a little kind of verbal Wikipedia? Yeah, I was born and raised in Seoul, South Korea, and I have majored philosophy in my undergraduate, yeah. After graduation, I what, which university did you go to? Seoul National University. Seoul South. Latin University. Seoul National University. Seoul National in University. In South Korea. Yeah. And I majored in something similar to philosophy, and I took a job on online gaming company. Yes. So at, and where I learned the importance of the information, because yeah. in gaming business, everyone know when I'm logging, when I'm log out, yeah. when I buy item, when I spend maybe 10 or 15 hours a day in a game yeah. or like that. So yeah, I learned information very important. And after I, the emergence of iPhone, I think it could be some game changer to something like 24 seven computer or sensor I yeah. took all, all the time. So that time, maybe what kind of business I could do I gonna make on the iPhone. Yeah, yeah the so, iPhone was a yeah. huge game yeah. changer. So at that time, yeah, I and my friend think about uh, maybe education is one of the yeah, big yeah, domain. Yeah, needs some revolution. Yeah, but we have not quite success in terms of education. But anyway, we have made something, some new thing. Actually, it's not that new thing. Think of the music video or MTV. It's quite similar to what we have done. And that yeah. was, and that was that was smart study in two thousand ten. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I want to go back to you know, kind of who Ryan Lee is a little bit more. You know, Korea is a very family oriented. Tell me, tell us about your parents, your family. My parents, yeah, my parents was in. Yeah, he's quite open. Think about his age. He's quite open. He he really wanted me to learn more of learn, learning some Chinese even when I was young. Wow. Yeah, he know he also yeah allowed me to do anything what you would like to do because many Korean parents want their son to be a lawyer or to be a medical doctor or like that. Yeah. And so at the it's time, not just Korean. Yeah, he's yeah he's <laughs> quite open. Yeah, he's quite open. So he, he so he when you when you said I'm I'm going to major in philosophy, he didn't say no, you're not. You know, he doesn't he, say it like that. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't say it like that. So he asked me actually, what the reason you major in philosophy? So I said that maybe I 
made a philosophy I could understand more about the people so I could make wonderful content like a movie yeah. or some TV drama. Yeah, yeah. At that time, my dream was to be a movie director when I was a high school student. Yeah. And after later on, I think maybe the philosophy gave me some understanding of the people. Yeah. yeah. It was some, give me some value. I, at that time, I was, I think maybe the movie should contain some, some goals, some value, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But now so, it's totally changed. But at that time, yeah, I was yeah. quite serious. <laughs> what about your mother? My mom was a school teacher. Yeah. Yes. And she's really typical Korean mom. Yeah. Was that support me almost everything. Yeah. And she was fine with philosophy too. She was quite, Philosophy. She think that at that time, Seoul National University, one of the top universities in South Korea. So she yeah. think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, some, got, you got some, Seoul some, National some, University. I don't care what you yeah, right. you some, some negotiation, right? <laughs> <laughs> you had a little leverage. You had a little leverage. Yeah, yeah. So you you would achieve that. Um, you know, a, a, another question that comes to mind is you know. Um, you know, your life is about education, and your mother was an educator. Mm. It's about education for for young people. How, how did you get on that? Do you have kids? Was your mother a, 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 an educator at a very young age? Yeah, because I think maybe in South Korea, South Korean quite high stress on the education. So many Asian, especially East Asian, regard education is maybe some ladder to go to upper social position, upper class. So highly impact. Yeah, highly stressed on education, and even in early ages. Yeah. I think that's the one of the reasons I think education could turn into huge business. Yeah. Yeah. And also maybe also I think education in early ages is very important. Yeah. But but we always talk about you can't just see something as a business opportunity. You have mm. to feel it. You have to really feel it there. What grades did your did your mother teach? My mother teach yeah, she teach usually Grade one to grade five, elementary school. Oh, okay. Yeah. So low, low, lower grades. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's yeah. So it's close. Think. It's right, not as, right. it's not as, yeah. as, as low. Do you have kids? Yeah. How many kids do you have? I would one, only one. One. Yeah. So you like them all equally. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can separate. Yeah. Does your kid love Baby Shark? When he was young, he loved it. Now he graduated. <laughs> yeah. He's more fan of something like interactive. Amusement, like, yeah, like <laughs> Nintendo or more, or maybe some, yeah, the other, yeah, online game or mobile game. I want to go back in time because mm-hmm. it's just, you know, um, I, I've been doing this job now for 15 years, which is amazing to me, blows my mind. And there's some moments that just are so surreal mm-hmm. to me. And one of them was being in, in uh, uh, we did a boot camp with Erdine Beshamov. And uh, it, was a, it was an experiment in, in uh, South Korea. And I'll never forget it, get, coming into that room after getting off a flight and, and seeing all those people, people from you know, Syria who'd, mm-hmm. who would who'd travel, people from Africa, people from Afghanistan. And uh, you were quiet in the room. And then after it... Uh, I remember my, you know, playing for my grandkids, you know, the baby shark video and, and, Ra- and Erdine said to me, you know, that came from Ryan Lee in our class. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you talking about? He said, in the boot camp. 
Can you go back to that boot camp and talk about what what you came into the boot camp with? And then when we had the boot camp, what it was like and what you left with? <clears throat> Good question. Thank you. That time was maybe 2015. Actually, I started my company 2010. At that time, my goal is maybe some creating learning platform for kids through smart devices. So we decided our company name to Smart Study. It's maybe something little like not English, English, but Korean could really understand what is Smart Study. So we tried to make some platform for K1 to K5, but after maybe one or two years, we found that we have reached some total failure. But at that time, we think if we make good product, the market just follow us. But that's uh, quite, we are so arrogant at that time. We actually, we don't, we rarely do some kind of some interview of potential consumer. We think maybe definitely parents buy some iPad for their kid. But in South Korea, maybe in States, parents are quite hesitating to give some stuff. It usually change into some game devices, not for study, right? And even the mothers, they cannot give their smartphone more than five minutes or 10 minutes to their kids. So very short, short time, there's, they can learn through the smart devices. So we have no way but to pivot our business model. So then we have some safer test. Who gonna be our sweet spot in terms of segment? So we found that maybe the kids, uh, maybe in kindergarten or pre-K would be our best target. At that time, it's maybe playing is kind of learning. Learning is also playing. So we call it edutainment. It really works. Only that segment. Then we have only three or five minutes. So we think like that. How about we make something animated music video? Not studying, studying, but broad meaning. It's for their maybe grow. Uh, some could have it like something at brush your teeth after eating or wash your hand after back home like that. So we make some kids song with animation. That's the beginning of the whole ping pong. So from 2012, we have created a lot of animated music video, a song. And during the process, uh, first we only focus on South Korea market. So whole our content is in Korean. But in Asia, there's a huge demand for early stage English education. So we try to convert it into English. And we distribute it not only South Korea, but also the other countries like Singapore, Malaysia, even US and UK. Then it's quite popular. That's the beginning of a whole our business. So, and maybe the, actually Baby Shark, not in 2015 at the time. So at the time we have no baby shark, but we have a bunch of 8,000 songs and some education app. So, and so we're starting our license business, like what Disney or Nickelodeon usually do with their character. So I would like to know about the, how the big company do the business and how I scale up my business and also how I go abroad. Yeah. So that time I heard about the, the bootcamp. So I think it's going to be some wonderful time to learn and also practice yeah, of my business. Yeah, that's the story. So 
so very interesting, Ryan, is that you know you started in 2010 and you worked for a long time and you thought if we just make a great product, mm-hmm. people will buy it. Right. It didn't. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, that's <laughs> the actually beginning of your book. One of that. The three exactly. or four times of the entrepreneur. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. People get obsessed with the product, and they should get obsessed with the customer. They should get obsessed with the problem they're solving. Mm. And it's it, it, you know this is it's mm. just common for people to do that because right, products right. are in front of us. We think that's the answer. Sure. Yeah. People like me usually fall in love with my product, yeah. not fall in love with my customer. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ryan. Uh, you're amazing and you're unique, but that's not a unique problem. We see that all the time. Yeah. I mean, we're here at MIT, you know, with all these engineers. That's the thing that they're yeah, most Even the with. smart guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smart engineer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost even smarter. The smarter they are, the more they think they can just build a better mousetrap and everyone will buy it. Huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I think it's really interesting. So 2010, you start the company. You're kind of bouncing along. And then you show up at the boot camp. And... Um, you start. You've got this library of of you know a thousand. Is that what you said? A thousand videos. Yeah. At that time, maybe we have one thousand video we uploaded on YouTube. Yeah. And we distributed through our own app. Yeah. Yeah. But at that time, the song maybe quite a very normal song, some nursery line. Yeah. But definitely better than make quite different to normal average nursery line because our song is quite little bit. We put a little bit something K-pop factor. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons it's very popular nowadays. Maybe everyone knows BTS and yeah. Blackpink and also Baby Shark. So we have some large practice and yeah. we hear about the, what's that, what the consumer is. Actually, there are two consumers, right? Yes. The end user is actually champion, the yeah. kids, yeah. and economic buyer you have mentioned is right, the right. parents, yeah. especially mother. So that's what I really got in my mind in your boot camp. The, the, the decision-making yeah. unit, uh, you know, a customer is broken down into an end user, a champion, right, and an economic right. buyer, and they're not always yeah. the same. Sure, it's quite similar to pet business. Yeah. Pet can tell. Even baby rarely yeah. talk. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we should find their hidden need, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, uh, if, a chi- if, a, if a young child or baby champions mm. something, they want it. The, right. the economic buyer, the parent is going to sure. melt. Even the movie, <laughs> both baby. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I just want to continue on this. So you've got this library of a thousand videos. You know, how big is your business at that point? At that time, our revenue is around twenty million US dollar. Left twenty, ten, mil, 20, ten, 20 million US dollars yeah, at that ten point. Ten to ten to twenty. I'm not okay, sure. Maybe that's around, fine, that's yeah. fine. So you're ten to ten, ten to twenty million licensing through this app. Your library of a, a thousand videos. At that time, I think maybe our revenue model is con- maybe one part is the revenue put on content side. That means Advertisement, yeah. fee yeah. from the YouTube, yeah. and maybe the, maybe someone download our app for free, yeah. and they gonna some in-app purchase. They through they pay through Google and Apple, yeah. and the other is something license. At that time, a license business quite small. Yeah, maybe many of our content comes oh. from YouTube and Apple and Google App Store. Okay, mm-hmm. so your revenue is made up of licensing fees, but it's also kind of a. a um, you know, reselling other products, getting a commission, the products mm-hmm. that are sold through years. 
so you know you're coming into the boot camp you're doing about 10 to 20 million dollars in mm-hmm. revenue from these various sources again your end user is the child your economic buyer might be the you know um the apples the googles it might be affiliate selling things through it um the, the parents are really driving this too mm-hmm. um and you're, you're starting to get clarity you went to the boot camp in 2015. Mm-hmm. What were some of the key um, takeaways that you took from that that mm-hmm. boot camp? And uh, let me ask you: Did you read the book uh, "Disciplined Entrepreneurship" in Korean? Yep. I, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed that the the name of it in Korean <laughs> uh, for the for those listeners. Um, it's called the. It was called initially the MIT Startup Bible. Which, which one? Old one? New one? The, 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 the <laughs> old Korean. Bible, new Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know, uh, I didn't know that because it was just called Discipline Entrepreneurship. But in Korean, they changed the name, and then all of a sudden, it was like yeah. when I, I landed, they're like, "Oh, you know." You wrote the Bible. It's like I didn't write the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're quite at some same level with Saint Paul and no, like that. No, 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 that's, scary. that's very scary. <laughs> Too many sins. Yeah, but you were really popular at the time. That's a time when South Korean right. There are many tons of entrepreneurs to build their own business. At yep. that time, your book is one of the best selling book or best inspiring book. Yes, for the entrepreneur in South Korea. Yeah. So that's the reason, and also maybe the book publisher they. Knew that maybe we as some brand they understand yeah. the importance of Halo. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's the reason they put MIT yeah. and book <laughs> name <laughs> and also Bible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't ask me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, people join join joining the bootcamp. I yes. have read your book in Korean. Uh, so tell us, you know, you go to the bootcamp and you you, you attend this bootcamp. First of all, from a let's let's start with the kind of impressions. What was your impression when you went to this boot camp? Because it certainly had a huge yeah. impact on me from right. just walking into the room. Yeah, and maybe I'm back at the time. I think it's a really global, universal meeting. So at that time, I'm planning to maybe how about go abroad. Maybe there are huge market demand, especially for. Children's learning or some entertainment in the whole of the world. Yeah. So with I thinking about how about make we make some subsidiary in U.S. or maybe China or the other countries. But I have a little experience at the time, so maybe it's be some good thing to meet lots of people. Also, maybe lots of thing I've learned is actually learn by trial and error. Yeah. Maybe some street wisdom, yes. not from the book, not from the framework. So it give me some. Insight. Maybe I need some kind of education. Street, at street wisdom. I like that. I like that. It's almost like you're from New York City. <laughs> right. I just from New York <laughs> one day ago. But yeah. But you have you you are really New Yorker, Bill. You lived in New York. Yes, yes. Quite a I'm long a New time. Yorker. Yeah, I'm right. a New Yorker. Yeah. Yeah. So so you came and you went. What was your? What, I know. I, my perception when I walked in the room. I think you said this was. Oh my, oh my, my goodness, look at this. There are people from all over the world. Right. Entrepreneurship is not like this thing anymore where it's just in Silicon Valley, it's just in mm-hmm. Boston. This was global and the energy in that room was palatable. Right. It, it was so exciting. Actually, I, I expect maybe many of them at Korean and yeah. the, the faculty like Bill will come to US. So I think, I personally, I think that kind of thing, but reality, lots of people all over the world came to Seoul, and we really 
maybe slept two or three hours a day, like the earlier boot camp. But I think Korean is quite familiar with that because we have a mandatory army service. So every Korean man should go to a army for two years. <laughs> Just to be clear, ours was not military service. I know, I, but boot camp reminds me, oh, boot camp, maybe the movie was that Captain America, something kind of boot camp. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so that time I decide my mind. I learn maybe I I have I think three key takeaway at that time. The first one, I really learn customer is not one single customer. There are some layer. Yeah, Bill always said yeah, like economic buyer and end user and champion. In terms of my business or some B two B business, I think quite similar. Maybe if I make some toy, actually, kid is my definitely end user, but I persuade the buyer in Walmart or maybe Target. That's my first job. Second job is maybe do some, what's the advertisement, also persuade their package parents. Finally, I could meet the kid. Yeah, over, over and over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The multiple layers. So right. Point number one is, a focus on a singular customer, but understand the different layers of it. And that's, yeah, that's, that's why it's called discipline, like beachhead market, you know, mm. focus, focus, focus. Right, right. What was your second point? Second point is that, uh, there are some comparison with the competitor. Maybe we grow some two by two. Like yeah. we decide what is my X, what is my Y. But at the time I was quite confused. How, how can I find that virtue or value? So at that time, Bill told me that maybe lots of interview, what the people really want. That's your kind of new star. Yeah, so I learned uh, how I find the value, the key value or key characteristics. Yeah. What the really consumer want. So based on that, maybe I may be the yeah, right upper side and yeah. the other should be the other part. But what could be X? What could be Y? Yeah. So, that time I learned uh, how can I decide choose the X Y value. Yeah, that's awesome. That and this is, you know, we see this over and over again. People fall in love with their product and then they compare their product to the other product. And they and as opposed to focusing on the customer and what their priorities are, they try to make a better product than the other person and they don't understand the priorities of it. I have read one article from a famous game, the game architect told like that. If you would like to add one characteristic, one thing, you should delete yes. one thing. Yeah. So everybody wants to add features. Mm -hmm. You really need to have someone who's a negative requirements who takes features away, exactly mm -hmm. to your point. So what was your what was the third takeaway that you had, Ryan? Third takeaway is that uh, what I've learned is that if I if my company would like to success in foreign countries, yeah. maybe beyond South Korea, I think one of the key People in my company should go that that country and walk, live in there, walk in there, meet the people in there, because we are not selling product. We are selling, I think, more than that. We are not selling drill. We will we want find someone who need a hole in the wall. That means I should understand the context and culture on that 
each specific country. So after that, I spent lots of time in U.S. and China. But now we have found wonderful people in U.S. and China. So now, now they are live, live in the U.S. and China. But before that, I have lots of visit and meeting. And yeah, I think that's quite helpful. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, companies often think because the product works in their company, uh, a country, they just ship it to someplace else. And we've seen lots of examples where this is a gross failure mm-hmm. because you have to understand the context. You have to understand how to message it. You have to understand, as you said, it's not the product. It's the experience that the customer has. Yeah, actually, I, after that, I talked a lot about the think about the, what's that, the perspective of consumer and think about the, who is your real customer. Because customer, actually, I'm not the boss. Customer is the boss. Customer pay the money. Yeah. They're the people who give you the salary or like that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. The customer is always the final arbiter of success. Right, right. Yeah, without, yeah, I'm not the boss. Customer is the boss. Baby's the boss. Boss baby. (laughs) (laughs) I have a funny story about that. I'll never forget one time I was at IBM. This is back in the 1980s. And... And I was in this meeting, and everybody was complaining about our customers. I had to say, I finally said, stop, time out, time out, everybody. Do you know who's paying you? And they said, you are. And I said, no, I'm not. It's the customers who are paying you. Right. <laughs> They're the yeah. ones who write the check that allows yeah, us to pay sure. you. So we, 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 we can't have an adversarial relationship. We have to have a compatible relationship and totally aligned. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. So that's one change. You change a perspective, building yeah. the company from the customer back, not from what you think out. Mm-hmm. What other changes? Uh, second thing is that, that after that I decide go global, I would like to find some people that fit to global business. Mm-hmm. That means they have some understanding of my business and also understanding of that specific market like China or US. So it's a quite it's not easy job because yeah. it's quite difficult to find the people who understand both my company and our business and also the market. So it takes time. Yeah. But I think we almost tried, but that's not enough, right? To have good people and success in the business, quite different thing. But to have good people, maybe some foundation. Lots of actually, yeah, many people have kids and that's a wonderful reason. Maybe in South Korea, uh, maybe some company, maybe long time ago, it's not very easy to women to walk. Yeah. So they, after they marry, they get kids and they should take care of the kids. But we are actually, our consumer is the kid. So we prefer the people who have kids or that kind of some information or background. Yeah. That's very interesting. So what, if you said, what percent of the people in your company have kids? I know you don't know the exact number, I'm but I'm not ballpark? sure, but I think definitely more than 20 or 30, yeah. 20, 30%? Yeah. And they almost, and our company, I think 60, 60, 60, 60 is women. Yeah, more yeah. than 60, around 70. 60%, 60 yeah. to 70% are women. Yeah, right. Wow. That's more than population, you know, 50%. Oh, sure, sure. Right, right. <laughs> definitely, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's very interesting. Yeah, so they have some experience with raising their kids and they have insights. So maybe they visit some kindergarten so they learn some information what the other kids do. Yeah. So we got some information. We got some, we choose some topic 
what the children really like. I think that's maybe the alignment, engagement with how do we found, do we create baby shock? Yeah. Well, you need both. You, yeah. know, you, you, can't, you can't have people without good processes mm-hmm. and, 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 and technology mm-hmm. products. But the people ultimately are what make it. You have to have the infrastructure, you have to have the processes, you have oh, to have a good God. product. This mm-hmm. is one of your takeaways. You hired people who deeply understood the problem. It wasn't like they were observing an animal at the zoo. Mm-hmm. They were the animal that they were doing, and they were <laughs> the customer. And the, and the boundary between you and your customers was very mm-hmm. amorphous because right. you understood them not at reading a report, but mm-hmm. you, your, 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 your employees and you understood it at a very visceral level. So after we created lots of kids' song and we have found that kids, they really understand the social length a position, something like the pyramid. They have, they prefer some strong animal. They love lion, tiger. In terms of dinosaur, they definitely love T-Rex. Then what's the thing under the sea? Definitely whale or shark. But usually people, people baby shark actually many, there are so many nursery rhyme, but they only speaking about some cute animal like butterfly, rabbit, or maybe some bear, like that. Bear is not cute, but yeah, teddy bear is cute. So, so we little bit change it. How about we make the song that could meet their some unmet need? They talking about some song, the lion, T Rex, and shark. Yeah, yeah. That's the maybe the the first pillar of the baby shark. The second thing is that at that album we choose lots of something. Some familiar, some theme, maybe from classic or some camp song. And we changed it, something a little like some K-pop style. Yeah. Did you know it was going to be such a success? <laughs> That's a no. For those definitely. Who can't after see it. we can <laughs> translate it, yeah. If after we write, after we translate it, after maybe some huge success, yeah. But before that, we have no idea. We just made it, yeah. And the and, thing and, is, and you yeah. and you experimented, and you yeah, put it right, out there right, and, and yeah. see what happens. So and maybe and third thing is that Baby Shark theme is kind is a family. Family is actually a universal theme. The we babysitter quite short and simple song. It's around two minute length, but in two minute length lyrics, we that, that contains baby, mommy, daddy, granddaddy, grandma, whole family in the eye of the kid. Yeah, it's brilliant. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to it. So stepping back here from a process standpoint, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You had an insight. Like we always talk about, you got to be a pirate. If all the fish are swimming this way, are you willing to do something different? Everybody else was doing cute animals. You said, wait a second, people, our our primary market research is showing that kids like strong animals. Mm -hmm. So how do we integrate a strong animal into it? And then not only did you try that, and then you did, um, you integrated K-pop, this Mm -hmm. other thing. This is kind of like a new element that other people hadn't done. Mm -hmm. And then you said, well, one thing we know works is mm-hmm. the family. And mm-hmm. so you kind of did this thing. You put it out there. You didn't know if it was going to work. It was an experiment. How quickly did you know you had this mega hit with Baby Shark? Actually, first time I heard there was that a sample of Baby Shark, I think, wow, it's one of the best songs we have made in our company. 
but I have never imagined that it's gonna be a, some world number one most watched video on YouTube. Yeah, but song is quite catchy at that time. It's yeah. quite some have some repetition, and so it's very easy to remember. Maybe who are not familiar with English definitely understand the whole lyrics. Yeah. yeah. So and also we had more than that. After we launching Baby Shark, it's actually first thing, first time it's something like a 2D animation, just 2D animation. Yeah. But after that, we have made some Baby Shark dance version. That means the background is 2D animation, yeah. and two kids, one boy and one girl, in front of the screen, and they dance along the music. That's the fantastic view. Yeah. That's the huge view because kids love the other kids play or dance. Yeah. So you did all this in. Uh, uh, Pink Fong has an in-house studio, and you you produced the number one video. Maybe in on terms YouTube. of that, think about that because in maybe think of the Nike and Apple. They have yeah. their factory. We do some large of some yeah uh, okay. contract, but hold the IP is actually in-house. Okay. Yeah. So how quickly did it take? Once you had that final version, how quickly did it take off? Oh, Baby Shark is actually quite famous in South Korea. But not that much in our English channel. But suddenly, someday, the view is just increased up like yeah. a hockey stick. So we would like to find a reason, and we have found that some that something happened in Indonesia. Indonesia? Yeah, not U.S., not U.K. Our first start point is Indonesia in terms of our English channel, not Korean yeah. channel. Yeah, yeah. So American woman, actual actress visit Indonesia, so there may be some, some morning show, and she danced along our baby shark. So it was an American movie star yeah. in Indonesia who all of a sudden saw this, and did she have kids with her? No. <laughs> no, did not yeah. have kids with her. <laughs> well, we'll take it anyway. And she starts dancing to it, and did somebody take a video of her dancing to it? And also, the, not only uploading her dancing video, the family, or maybe the police, or some kids, they shoot their video and they upload it on yeah. YouTube and Instagram. So they call it Baby Shark Dance Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you didn't even know that this was going to happen. Right. But once it happened, you said you had the data to see this is happening. It's happening in Indonesia. Right. Mm. Let's go accelerate this mm. and right. let's replicate it. Sure. That's one, one thing. And second thing is that after the song is very popular in Indonesia, we're starting to create them some toy. What I have found is that the lifetime of the song, popularity, and toys popularity are a little bit different. Right, right. Yeah. So we should, yeah. And it also gives you mm. multimedia that not only can you uh, monetize it, sure, right. but you can also kind of, I would ex extend the video mm. because people are going to have this toy with them. Sure. Because in terms of toy, it lead time around six months or nine months. So yeah. if, if my toy would be Walmart in Christmas, and that means I should ship around June or at least July. So that means think of the production is to be produced starting from maybe May or April. Oh, my God. I could just go on and on. This is fascinating, Ryan. I want to go back to, however, you go to the boot camp. When does this happen after the boot camp? When does Baby Shark take off? What what year was that in Indonesia? 20, 
late 2016 and 20 February 2016. Yeah, yeah, 20 so February you attribute 20, yeah. you attribute all your success to the boot camp. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I learned. Yeah, no, no, that's good takeaway. Yeah, good takeaway from so, the boot camp. So, so what is your revenue? Do you come out of this? Let's say one one year afterwards. What's your revenue in 2016? 2016 is around maybe around forty million. So, so last year our revenue hit yeah one hundred million US dollar. Yeah. Then in twenty sixteen or twenty uh twenty sixteen is around around twenty five to thirty million. So I'm not quite sure. So, That's so, in so, my so you basically kind of doubled your revenue yeah, right, from the right. year before. Yeah, but yeah. now you're on this whole new trajectory. Yeah, right. What's your plans now for Ping Fong? It, it's it's become this, you know, phenomenon mm-hmm. and you know and you say you don't want to be a one-hit wonder, but mm. Ping Pong is known for Baby Shark. Mm. How do you how do you leverage that beachhead and get follow-on markets from that? Yeah. Correct. Well, first tell us what's going on with Baby Shark because I heard rumors that you're going to have a play, uh, you know, a play off Broadway. Is that true? Yeah, Baby Shark. We are now we created anime TV series with Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, yeah. yeah. And we are planning to launch animated movie. Animated in movie. coming December. In December? Yeah. Is this so, going to be as big as Barbie? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. But it's animated movie, and our target is actually one to five, one to six years old kids, but not that big, but I hope that definitely kids and maybe parents love yeah. it. Yeah. So that's December 2023. Yeah. So we should be on the lookout. Will that be in theaters? Will that be on TV? I think maybe gonna the first target could be Paramount Plus. For you, you know, mm. you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> you're 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 very very invested in ping pong. Do you have other entrepreneurial activities you're doing otherwise? Uh, until now, not that much. But in we have some venture arm called Smart Study Ventures, and we do some investment. The early stage of company like it, some media company or some content company or maybe the tech company that helps maybe make some wonderful content, content, make content very cheap or very fast or some very the other way. Yeah. We invest some company yeah, and we also help them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, um, you know, I think you said not everyone's born an entrepreneur to us. Mm-hmm. You're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur, even though I work at MIT. Mm. I'm not starting new companies. Right, right. But do do you feel everyone can be an entrepreneur? Uh, I think everyone don't have to be entrepreneur, but Mm. I think everyone should know learn entrepreneurship. So I think that's something like all all, long time before Socrates always said, "Know yourself." Yeah, I could be the person fit to entrepreneur. Or I could be, be the people, person who could be some good follower, but should know who I am, what I'm good at, what I'm really like. And that field, maybe somebody will pay the money for that. That could be maybe some starting point to yeah. be an entrepreneur. So I think the first and the most important thing is to know myself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's controlling your own mm-hmm. destiny. Right. Being proactive as sure. opposed to reactive mm-hmm. and seeing change as. A, a, an opportunity as opposed to, you know, mm-hmm. a threat. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that, that in January of this year, there was a student who said, came up after the class said, I, you know, I got this. Uh, this after the week long EDP class, they said, I get it now. 
if it's if there's a storm outside, I shouldn't wait inside until it's over. I should go out and dance in the rain. Mm, and that's what wow, I'm taking for. <laughs> great. Dance in the rain. Wow. Yeah. And celebrate mm -hmm. the storm and mm -hmm. celebrate the change that's going on. Right, right. Yeah. I want to just go, you know, I, I, I just want to look forward now and say, you know, what do you, what do you see going down the road? You know, you've got all these changes in the world. What do you see Pink Fong, Pink Fong doing? You know, ten years from now, what what would be your vision? I know we're in, it's imperfect, but kind of what would be your desired outcome ten years from now? Ten years from now, so maybe ten years from now, then the people who watch Baby Shark could be turned to maybe twenty, early twenty, or maybe could be some aunt or maybe uncle. In that case, I hope they're gonna yeah. Make some gift for their niece and nephew. That's my <laughs> short-term goal, maybe. Yeah. You want you want them to reseed the next generation. Right. Yeah. Right. So this goes on forever. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we have baby shark. I think, but I think we need more character. The think about the baby shark is quite focusing. Or ping pong quite focusing on one to five years old kid, but many people actually graduate baby shark. In yes, that yes. case, we need another product to satisfy their value. So yeah. we have created, we have tried to make another, some character or content that fit to maybe teenagers or maybe twenties. Yeah. Yeah. You want to extend your, your customer lifetime. Yeah, right. So you can extend your lifetime. Yeah, because our baby shark is like a Peter Pan. So we need another. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need the next. Yeah. Because baby shark is not Harry Potter. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, Ryan, any final comments you want to uh, share with the audience here? Because you're an inspiration. You saw it when we walked in the door. People wanted to get their picture taken with you. Uh, you know, final words about entrepreneurship and inspiring people. Yeah, I think I told you that. Because one thing is very important that the first thing is that maybe know yourself and love yourself and then... You're going to find what you are good at, what you really like, and then devote yourself. And I think the more than good thing is that you need some coach or some team or partner who support you. Maybe I think discipline entrepreneurship is one of the options you could take. Great. Well, that's it for another episode of Trust the Process. This show was edited and produced by me, Chris Burns. Greg Weimer is the executive producer. This show is a production of the Martin Trust Center for MIT Entrepreneurship. See you next time. <laughs>